I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with your Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app. Welcome in. Game two is tonight. Uh, we'll get to that upcoming. We're broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. Guys, did you hear? Did you hear what JJ Reddick said? Um, JJ Reddick was. Uh, um, was was on ESPN. This is going back to, I believe, yesterday. And um, he was talking about the John Morant situation. 
And it was it, it was interesting, you know, that, look, I'm a, as you guys know, if you've listened to me for the 20 years I've been doing national radio, I'm a contrarian at heart. Right? And I'm a contrarian, I believe, when it makes sense. Like, like, let's not just be lemmings and go along with it. Let's, let's really, really take a look at what we're saying. And it's, it's like the Bob Huggins thing going back. Was that last week? Right. Where it's so easy for so many to say fire Bob Huggins. I felt like I was more balanced. But like, look, I, 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 it's not okay, but he's 69. Language has got to evolve. He's got a lot of equity. You cash it in somewhere in between doing nothing and firing him is where you land. And, and that's what West Virginia land on. That's not contrarian to me, although to many you'd be like, well, that's contrary. It, it is contrary to what many people believe, but I thought it was just more reasonable. So there's been lots of takes about John Morant. Here's JJ Reddick. As far as we know, all of these things have been investigated and no law has been broken. I'm not condoning the behavior. I'm not saying there should be no punishment. There should be. There should be consequences. You are the face of the league. You are representing the NBA. You are a role model to young kids. All of that. I don't think half a season is the right answer. Um, hmm. This is so so he says he didn't think half a season was the answer. Again, part of it is he's trying to do what I did with the Huggins thing, which is like, let's not overreact. Let's not freak out. It wasn't illegal what he did. I listened to JJ and I and I, I really think that JJ is a player version of Dan Lebetard. And, and look, this is where I, I understand because this is maybe one of my flaws and I, I give people the benefit of the doubt so oftentimes. But those two especially are so pro-player. So, hey man, these guys have been through a lot. You don't know. You don't understand. We had to be more reasonable. The man is like, that's a Lebetard thing and that's a JJ thing. Here's Charles Barkley. First of all, I, I got to say something, man. We got some idiots, some fools, some jackasses on television that really just piss me off talking about Josh should make a stance saying he didn't break any laws. He didn't do anything wrong. We're in a state where you can carry your gun. Those guys are just, they're just freaking idiots. And I only said freaking because y'all won't let me say what I want to say. It we just don't trade for it. It, it, it. it pisses me off when I hear guys say that, yo, man, when you're making $100 million a year to play sports, your life changes. There are certain rules and regulations you have to live by, plain and simple. You can't do stupid stuff. That's the trade-off. Now, if you want to do all that stuff and give all that money back, more power to you. You can make that stance. You know what? I want to do what I want to do. I want to flash my gun and make videos and do things. Okay, that's fine. But you can't make money on the NBA doing this stuff. I, I don't know of anyone who dis who in in most of the main, not just mainstream media, whatever you want to call it, uh, in in the real world, I don't know anyone who disagrees with Barkley, including myself. And I've pointed out, no, technically it's not illegal. 
but there's spirit of the law and letter of the law. There's the understanding of who you are. And, and really, you know, it's one of those things where, and I know Charles has spoken on this and he's evolved on the topic, but there was the old, um, I'm not a role model from Charles Barkley. Like he looks at it far differently now than he did then. That's all Chuck needs to do is go like, look, I used to think that too, that I, but I don't like John Morant. I've said this before, the gritty suburban white kids weren't doing the gritty until John Morant and Justin Jefferson did it. Correct. Right. He's got his own shoe with Nike. He was a, John Morant's a thing. You know, it's like, well, is he a superstar? I don't know if he's a superstar, but he's a thing. He's a really talented, and he has, previous to this point, a great, like, engaging, warm, charming personality. You know, a one-scholarship-offer guy to an NBA star. Like, that's a great story. And if J.J. doesn't understand that he's screwing it up, like, I, I can't really help you, J.J., doesn't mean you have to have done anything illegal, right? To where there's a certain decorum and way you handle yourself. And like, dude, Second Amendment guys are should be ticked off about it because of the carelessness by which he handles a gun. Right? I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. It's like, look, I understand that there are plenty of gun owners that do the right thing. They do the right thing. They apply for permits. They keep them in safes. They use it for hunting, maybe for protection of their home. When it's in their home, they keep it in a safe. Only they know the code, right? They take gun, uh, gun lessons. They go to the shooting range. All their family has safety. Like, I understand those people should be mortified at John Morant, a bunch of dudes clowning around a car, just flipping a gun because those are the people that, just like these criminals that go and shoot up places, that cost you your rights. That cost you your rights. So, uh, I mean, I, I would love to say, I, I love the contrarian feel and idea but this one's one in which you're like JJ you're just who are you sympathetic towards here's a guy who has everything and he's hanging out with a bunch of dudes you know singing music waving a gun and it's 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 been said multiple times like I, I just don't want something bad to happen to him where you know they're rolling around. Somebody gets in an argument. You know what happens when everyone everyone's strapped and they think Jaws strapped. It's a shoot first, ask questions later world. It's the last thing anybody wants to have happen. Not just to Jaw, to anybody, but that's the reality of it when you start waving around on, uh, on, on Instagram. All right, we're going to dive into uh, game two of the Nuggets and Lakers Coming up next, the show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. It's like I can find the contrary argument to just about any argument. Like that's the, that's, the, that's the mastery of the skill, right? It's find the argument, and I like to try to find the weaknesses within the argument. That's how I, 
That's how I debate people is I, all I need is one weakness, one thing that doesn't make sense, and I can do house of cards to it. I struggle with the, the if the, your house of cards to the John Moran thing is, well, it's not illegal, that, that's not going to bring down the whole argument. You want to be the face of the NBA, it's like, it's like Charles Barkley said, there are some sacrifices that go with it. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. It's like vacation. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities, 
and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Doug Outlib Show rolls on Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app. Uh, man, I cannot wait for our next guest. Jackson Smith uh, Jigbud's going to be joining us. He, he's, this is the ultimate Dan Byer guest, right? He's an Ohio State guy, and he plays for the Seahawks. Byer, are you okay there? Like, the Byers, that's... Yeah, it doesn't happen uh, very often. Sean Springs, who actually was my favorite Buckeye, was the third overall pick of the Seahawks in 1997. He also had Joey Galloway, uh, who at the time was my favorite Buckeye, being drafted uh, by the Seahawks as well. So it's been a while. Uh, 90s, I was very, very fortunate to have uh, two of my favorite college players be drafted to my favorite team. And, you know, 30 some uh, thirty years later, here we are again. All right. Uh, Jackson Smith, Jigba, uh, upcoming at half past the hour. Game two tonight. And I don't know, like, it's fascinating to me because one would think that the Lakers would have run out of gas in the fourth quarter in altitude on the road, and yet they played better as the game went on, and Denver did not play as well. On the other hand, as I pointed out to you, altitude usually takes effect for that second game, not the first game. Regardless of the day off or two days off, you stay in the altitude, your, your, your blood becomes oxygen depleted and it, it affects different guys differently. Nothing seems to affect LeBron James, but other real human beings it, it can affect. That would play into the Nuggets factor, not Nuggets favor. On the other hand, it's not like the Nuggets are deep. And Jokic was, was tired in the fourth quarter. Like He played a lot of minutes. He was really, really tired. Um, so, I you know... I think it's a fascinating game. The line is five. Last time the line was six. And, of course, it ended up being a six-point game. It was a push. It was a push. Uh, but the, I would guess, I would guess that this is a game in which, at some point, they make Aaron Gordon beat them. They make somebody else other, you know, the, it, the, the, as much as you can say, hey, um, the first half tells you what the Lakers want to do. It's pretty obvious at the end of the game who they want to attack defensively. You know, that one's that's it's not hard. I mean, you got to you pick out Jamal Murray because he's the worst defender of the bunch and the smallest of the bunch. I can Tavius Caldwell Pope, excellent big game shooter, excellent versatile defender. It wouldn't surprise me. If Bruce Brown plays even more. He played 26 minutes and played really, really well. Uh, I don't know how much they can play Christian Brown, the, the freshman from the freshman, the rookie from Kansas. Jeff Green, he didn't play great in game one, but he has played better in other games. Like there's some interesting, some interesting possibilities for for the Nuggets in terms of their matchups. But you know, it does come down to, hey, are the Nuggets going to shoot as well as they shot in game one? Probably not. But is Anthony Davis going to give you 40 like he did in game one? Also, probably not. 
Here's Michael Malone talking about the notion the Lakers figured out his team in the second half. Much is being made of them putting Rui Hachimura on Nicole Jokic, like we've never seen that before. But there's this kind of discussion being based that, like, even though the Lakers lost, you know, they're walking out of here last night, like, they think they've got something. I'll bet you every red penny I have that Darvin Ham would rather be up 1-0 than down 0-1. So for us to be able to watch film after a win and show all the things that we did poorly is a great situa- situation to be in. Um, I, I, I agree, and I, but I agree for both teams, right? Like the Lakers showed what they did poorly in the first half and the Nuggets showed what they did poorly in the second half. Uh, but the Nuggets will, I mean, like they're both going to adjust. And yeah, I, I think they thought they, they knew that everyone knew that would be coming at some point in time. I think the surprise was the Lakers didn't start with that. Instead, they tried to end with it. What do you think, Byer? What are your expectations game two? I think we're going to see, um, I was going to say, I think we're going to see a lot of what we saw in the fourth quarter, but I thought that the Lakers, um, you know, dominated that. I felt that that is more of how the series is going to go than what we had in the first three, not only because of the Lakers making their adjustments um, that you talked about, but even when the Nuggets had their lead that was, you know, volleying between about, you know, 10 and 19 points, um, there was just something about the Lakers hanging around still in there. Um, Usually if, uh, you know, I expect, for example, I expect uh, Boston to win game two against the Heat and to do it in impressive fashion tomorrow night. Uh, I don't I don't get that same feel that one team is going to run away from the other team in tonight's game. Um, I don't think because the Nuggets got game one that the Lakers are necessarily guaranteed to win game two, but... Yeah, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna see another close game in this series. Um, it wouldn't shock me if the Lakers won this game, but it also wouldn't shock me if Denver goes to LA and would win Game Three. But I think we're gonna get a, a nice, even more seesaw battle instead of just the one-sided affair for most of the game, and then the Lakers making the late push that they did towards the end. So you like the Lakers to win? Um, no, actually, I didn't even make a pick because um, I still think Denver can win this game. I just. I, I, I guess I would probably take the Lakers with the plus five. I think this is what it is right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing five and a half. Oh, five and a half. Five and a hook. So, um, yeah, I would take the, I'd take the Lakers in that scenario. But I, I do you think that Denver can win tonight and go up 2 0? Chase, two? Hey, uh, you guys know this a lot better than I do. So, my, my takeaway from the other night, and I didn't have a lot of experience watching this guy, but. Um, Michael Porter Jr. I don't really know his background, but um, I, I would say one of the most impressive plays of the night was a pure hustle play. Do you, do you want to know the play I'm talking about? LeBron went, uh, shot the ball, and then AD had a couple putbacks, and then there was like a scramble on the floor. I thought they were going to like call a jump ball or something, but Michael Porter is just like grabbing it, took it, threw it out to Jamal Murray, and then it was the alley oop to Aaron Gordon. It pretty much sealed the game. Um, and to me, like, I saw that guy playing that way all night long. I mean, that, that, like, we talked the other day, Dan had said that this is going to come down to the role players. You know, the, the stars kind of cross each other out. That guy was kind of like the, that, that cliched term, the X factor the other night. Well, I'm like, look, Michael Porter is not known for his toughness or his defense. Uh, he's just, Super, super talented, skilled. Obviously, has kind of had an injury-riddled start. 
uh, to his career in the NBA. And this is, uh, I think, the the second time he's played over 60 games uh, in his career. So, um, uh, but he was, I mean, just, just so people are aware, I, I think they are, like, he was as highly touted a player. How about he played in the same AAU team as Trey Young? Imagine those trying to stop those two. Uh, but he was, by many people's estimation, the best player, high school prospect in the country when uh, when he came out of high school, went to Missouri, and I I think he only played a couple minutes of one game because of uh, because of a back injury, and so yeah, he played like the first half of a game, and then that's it. So he's very very much in the early stages of his career, but a super super talented dude, super talented dude. Um. I, I don't know. I, I'll give you my pick in the in the bonus. Uh, but I do think like the pace that the Nuggets played, especially with their backups in the first half, like if it gets to that, I do think I'm predicting tonight fatigue becomes a bigger factor for the Lakers. What, what do you think of the, the PGA course? It's a brute. And the frost delay, this Oak Hill was awarded this PGA before the move to right. the May date was made. And so you had this frost delay, which delayed the start for about two hours. The rough is very, very thick. It's playing as a par 70. It's going to be a grind. And I just felt really bad for the guys who had to go out and play in the you know, 38-degree weather or whatever it was teeing off. Should be nice you know, for the rest of the weekend, but it was a, a chilly one this morning. Not going to be a lot of low, low scores, Doug. This one could be a grind over the next couple days. Yeah, I, I guess that, that's maybe more my question because the, the PGA has decided they want to be the U.S. Open in recent years, right, in terms of their setup. And, and I, I, I wonder if, if Golf Guy likes that, and you are a Golf Guy. Um, I don't mind it. Uh, I, I think that the PGA has actually really turned quite the page. It was such a forgotten major. I think that this date helps. I think that their course setups have helped. Uh, they they always touted the strongest field because it's all pros. There are no amateurs, right. obviously, the PGA Championship. Um, but you also have a bunch of club professionals that have qualified. I actually like this, uh, like it this way. And I know the USGA is kind of trying to find their way with the US Open. And I still think they're still trying to kind of figure out what they want to do to, to make people happy because they've gone away. But I think your analysis is correct. The PGA is playing more like the US Open used to play. Yeah, uh, let's uh, let's uh, uh, as Dan pointed out, he's a gigantic Ohio State fan and a gigantic Seahawks fan. And his worlds collide here as Jackson Smith Jigba joins us. Of course, incredible, incredible talent out of Ohio State. He joins us here on behalf of Panini America, exclusive trading card partner of the NFL and the NFLPA. Jackson's among several members of this year's rookie class at the NFLPA rookie premiere in L.A. as they prepare for their debut season and their first Panini NFL trading card. Jackson, have you have you seen your own card yet? Yeah, I've seen it. It looks good. Um, excited. They did a great job doing it. Um, always been into cards and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, they did a great job. It looks good. You've always been into cards. You you have you have any sort of collection, or do you have like one that that's your that's your card that you still have in your old childhood bedroom? Yeah, right now I have I have a Tom Brady card. Growing up, uh, my brother was big into it, and uh, you know I caught, I got me a little Derek Jeter one. So those are the ones I you know hold hold close to me. Yeah, so solid, solid list. Okay, draft took place. 
Okay, all the emotions, kind of like you got a chance to catch, catch your breath and, and figure it out. You were one of the more, one of the most discussed guys. You went, you went 20. Um, how's it feel now? Like, you know, the, the kind of emotions have subsided. What do you feel about the fit? And what do you feel about going 20? Yeah, weight, a weight's lifted off my shoulders most definitely. Just, you know, now I can just focus on getting in the playbook and, you know, just learning, knowing what I need to know about, you know, the Seahawks. You know, it, it's just, it feels good just to be a Seahawk and, you know, finally work towards, you know, a common goal and, uh, you know, play ball again. So it's excited. I'm excited. Explosive offense. You know, got Geno back there. Got two great receivers with me and others also. And, you know, we feel like we can do something special. Uh, you know, Coach Pete Carroll, you know, great coach, um, put, giving us a lot of confidence, building us building a lot of confidence in the offense and the whole team. So, you know, I'm blessed to be a Seahawk. I don't think, you know, there's a better fit for me, you know, really anywhere else. So just super blessed, you know, I'm in Seattle. When you get you get drafted, they usually fly they fly you out, right? You do a press conference, yeah. you hold up the jersey. Uh, they they do have some some OTAs, some workouts. Did you get a chance to do any of those? Yeah, I was I was in OTAs and you know the rookie mini camp. They're they're trying to slow slow uh, build me in, but and so but I've been enjoying you know just putting the helmet on, putting the jersey on, going out there catching a few balls, and you know being on that practice field. It's it's been a minute, so um, it, it just feels good to be out there and you know building my confidence back. I mean, look, dude, you you played for one of the iconic programs in all of college football, but you know that dream of putting on an NFL helmet. What is that like to sit there? You walk in the locker room. There's your number. You know, there's your there's your jersey, there's your helmet. What's that for that that first time you do it? What's it like? Man, exactly what you said. It's a dream. You know, just coming in the locker room, seeing that, and uh, I don't think it's really sunk in yet. I always, you know, I'm always on the move. I'm always thinking. I'm always, you know, getting ready for the next thing. But yeah, it hasn't really sunk in. I, I just feel like, you know, um, I put it the work in, you know, to be there, and you know, I definitely. You know, feel like, you know, I deserve to be there and just ready to prove my worth, you know, to the team and to the league. So just super excited, you know, a, a dream I've been dreaming for a long, long time now. So for it to, you know, unfold like this, it's incredible. Um, okay, H- help me out because, again, we don't know this, you do. When you were there in Seattle, before you came to L.A. for the, this Panini thing, do you find housing? Like, do you go, do they... Do you go get an apartment? Do you do you like ah, I'll handle that next time? How do you handle it? <laughs> yeah, right now I'm homeless, for real. I've been uh, I just been, they got me up in the hotel at the high right now, um, looking for looking for some shelter, looking for some houses right now. So yeah, in the middle of that process. Have you ever done that before? Never. No, it's my first time. It's gonna be my first time. Um, so 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 what are the, what are the prerequisites? What are the things you're looking for? How many bedrooms? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I need, you know, I need a, a nice solid foundation. You know, I, I like, you know, having a yard and, you know, having some room, having some space, um, having some, you know, private, you know, kind of private area, you know, where I can just chill and hopefully big enough, you know, to bring some fam in and have them come stay with me. So, yeah, we're, we're looking for a right fit. It's, 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 it's harder than I thought it was going to be, but, you know, we're figuring it out. All right, Dan, no no condo for him, Dan Beyer. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, if he sells those Brady and Jeter cards, maybe uh, you know, maybe that can help, you know, towards it. How how does a buckeye hold on to two Michigan Wolverine cards? I mean, I know Jeter didn't like play for Michigan, but how does yeah. that sort out? Like what's going on yeah, there? Yeah, we don't we don't 
we don't count, you know, Jeter as a as a. I know he's from there, but we don't count him as a Wolverine. <laughs> so, I mean, he's my favorite player. So, all right, you know, I let him slide, Tom. You know, that was a gift. So, I I do have a baseball related question, Doug. Because Jackson's brother, uh, you know, is a uh, Pittsburgh Pirate, AAA right now. Do you cheer against the Pirates when your brother's at AAA and only cheer for them when he's in the majors? Or how does that work? <laughs> nah, nah. I, I, lo- I love the Pirates organization and what they have going out there. Have have some great young players and, you know, um, got that vet back. So, nah, I'm cheering for the Pirates, just cheering for my brother, you know, uh, a little extra. Hey, hey, a buyer, don't you think, like, if he wants to endear himself to Seattle, like, he should have, like, a son- next time he's in Seattle, wear, like, a Sonics hat or a Sonics sweatshirt? Yeah. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that just do it? Yes, yes. It I'd be like, track. dude, this guy's the man. Yeah. He totally gets it. Yeah. Did, did you throw out a first pitch at the Mariners game? No, I haven't. I haven't been to a Mariners game yet. But you know that's coming up. You know, at some point they're going to have the first round pick. Like, will you don a Mariners or a Sonics or maybe a Pirates hat? What What is if you get that opportunity? What's that plan? I mean, you know, uh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely trying to throw out the first pitch. I mean, no one, no one has invited me to that. You know, except the Mariners, I think. So, you know, if I get that opportunity, I'll, I'll definitely make sure. You know. Um, I'm warmed up and prepared for it. I can't. Really like I mean, we, we crazy need guys out there. two seamer, two seamer, four seamer <laughs> with late movement. What, what are we planning on? I mean, we, you know, I can definitely hit a two seamer. You know, um, I don't want to pull out my slider and stuff. I'm not, you know, trying to get recruited right now. I'm just really trying to focus on football. <laughs> uh, that's, that's good. I mean, I mean, Russell obviously played uh, college baseball, seemed to work out for him. Kyler, Kyler as well. Um, yes. For people who haven't seen these cards. Right, these are the ones they have the little jersey mesh in them as well. Yeah, they do. Yeah, very clean, very you know, very unique, and and that's what you know I like about Panini and you know how they do things. Um, kind of fit my style. Um, you know, uh, super excited I get to partner with them, and you know they hook it hook it up. So, yeah. Well, Jackson, man, uh, enjoy this trip. Our thanks to Panini for having you on. And uh, can't wait to see that first pitch and then you in a Seahawks uniform. Thanks for being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Well, I'm obviously the first wide receiver taken in this year's NFL draft. And, I mean, Dan, the the thing about him is, I mean, what a talent can play. He can play inside or out, right? Yes. And that's that's something that's very unique because he's such a precise route runner, but also – uh, and so he knows how to settle in against zones, but also has breakaway speed. I mean, that guy's and and yeah. and seems to be fully recovered from the hamstring injury. There's also just the point of his of his quickness in short areas where that's where he can get his separation. Maybe the 40 yard dash, he's not winning that race, but the time that that he in the edge that he gets and just the separation of once he catches the ball and and uh, you know it, it explodes after the catch. And the acceleration there is, yeah, very, very few match. He likely will be inside a lot, um, yeah, especially because they, they have Lockett outside. And yeah, the yeah, but I could also then see him, uh, you know, developing, as you said, throughout, which is you know a little what Tyler Lockett did as well. So. Yeah, I, I, that's that's what I I think that's the progression, right? Is that is that he can do both, and Tyler Lockett can do both, and then obviously we know what what DK can do, and that's some weaponry for Geno. I was surprised at how much he was locked in on Jeter. He said Jeter was his guy. 
That was I did not expect that. Jeter, uh, like you know, but, I mean, but we're talking Derek Jeter. I I think Jeter. I, I understand what you're saying about him being from Michigan and feeling like, you know, being feeling like a Michigan guy. But I I I feel like Jeter um, elevated above that. Does that does that make sense? That he elevated above that. Yes. I mean, he's yes. Derek freaking Jeter. Yes. And and in our lifetime, like we we trace back to the Michigan tie, but in his lifetime, when you know he's in high school, that's when Derek Jeter is retiring. And uh, what did he did he hit? What he have, how many hits did he have on his like retirement day in in uh, in Yankee like five Stadium? Five for five. I think it was five for five in Yankee Stadium, and his three thousand hit. He hit a home run, right? So those are like his middle school, high school days when clearly he was a two-sport kid, and those leave an indelible impression. So that's the one thing that I've learned is, uh, and and um, Chuck Wilson was my first partner in, my first partner, in National Sports Radio. And he was like, you know, when you have kids, you understand they see the world so differently. And the, the moments, it's like, again, if you tell somebody now again about, about not just Jordan, and the Jordan thing was helped out by the documentary. But if you try and describe Magic and Bird, they're like, dude, these guys, come on. Right? Look at Larry Bird, no way. Uh-uh. And you're like, do you understand that they dominated the NBA? <laughs> like, do you have any any clue of how how good they were? And it's just really hard because their the moments, their formative moments in their lives are coincide with different people's careers. It was it was the doubling down that stood out to me of mm-hmm. the Michigan because Brady put up my antenna and then when he followed up with the Jeter and yeah, Jeter never played for Michigan but grew up in Michigan, Wolverines fan, sure. tied to the university, took some classes there as well. Uh, so there's that tie-in. There was the double down of it that was so uh, so surprising to me about it. Coming up on the Doug Gottlieb Show, live from the Tyrac.com studios, one legend in the world of sports can see the sun setting on his legendary career. Who is it? Find out next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. 
The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Three left. On the shot clock, he elevates for three, leaned in, it bounced up and in! Jimmy Butler has lost his mind! 34 points, 2 of 4 from the land of milk and honey! Oh, they're unhappy. Gang Green already given the booze after game one, and this one belongs to the Heat. 123-116. Broadcasting live from the studios of Fox Sports Radio, here's Doug Gottlieb. The Jack Show. Jason Jackson, the call on 790 The Ticket in Miami, the Heat Radio Network. As the Heat beat the Celtics, that's our progressive play of the day. Progressives are making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home. Car insurance together. You can save on both. Learn more progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Let's get to the press. The press. What do you got there, Jay Stu? Representative Byer. Yeah, Jay Stu, you got the press today. Oh, yeah, tell you what, Doug, uh, it's been an exciting day around sports. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> I'll take it from here. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, Dave, we'll keep an eye on that. <laughs> Do you think it was a fair question to ask Jackson Smith and Jigba that if he cheers against the Pirates while his brother's in AAA? Like, if your brother was playing professional basketball and was in the G League, Doug, yeah. you know, and would you like be like, hey, go ahead and stink without him? Correct. Yeah. Totally. You want your brother, you want, I mean, you're your brother's keeper. You want your brother to, you want whoever plays your brother's position to go through a slump and then have to call, call your brother up. Of course. Totally fair question. Absolutely. All right. Uh, 
Let's start it out with some uh, some talk from the NBA. Lakers head coach Darvin Ham considering starting Rui Hachimura in tonight's Game 2 against the Nuggets. According to the Bleacher Report, Nuggets up 1-0. Game 2 tips in Denver at 8.30 Eastern. So the question becomes, how do you expose that, right? Like, why would Rui Hachimura not be starting previously? Obviously, he's a very good shooter. Um, and he shows himself to at least to be a decent post defender. And so, I, you know, I would guess you're going to attack him on, on screen rolls. Um, the, the difference is it allows Anthony Davis, and we talked about this for game one, when he's guarding Jokic, you got to guard Jokic all the way out to three. When he's guarding Aaron Gordon, well, now he can kind of pack the paint and sit there weak side shot block. So where they position Gordon is going to be interesting, how much they play Gordon, and can Gordon make a shot and, and keep Anthony Davis honest? Doug, Rafael Nadal is withdrawn from the 2023 French Open because of a yeah. hip injury. Says he believes it'll be months before he can return to action. The 14-time champ will miss Roland Garros for the first time since 2005. Do they are, are they all tied at championships now, or does Djokovic have one more? I gotta I gotta look because I thought maybe Djokovic uh, overtook uh, Nadal, but I do have to double check. It's 14 uh, 14 uh, French Open titles for Nadal. Yeah, I mean, he's um, if he can't play it, and he said, yeah, basically one more, right? So, one more year if he can. If, if he would he like can. 2024 to be his swan song uh, if that was the case, but it also doesn't look like. So Nadal and Djokovic are tied with 22 apiece. Yeah. And, was, and, and think about it, like Djokovic didn't, well, he missed, he missed the Australian Open, which he usually wins twice because of COVID. Because he wouldn't get, he couldn't get the, wouldn't take the, the vaccine, right? And he lied about it. And then did he miss one U.S. Open? So it, it's it, it would be interesting. What if Djokovic's like, nah, I like being tied with him. He won't. It's tennis. Um, and and you could you could look at it and say, hey, if you're honest, Nadal's been better. Consist Nadal's been hurt more. Djokovic has been way more dominant, kind of in the last. Six, five, six years, and then, I mean, you go back before that, and you had Federer, who was probably the best in the game outside of Nadal playing on on clay. Yeah, Djokovic missed uh, the U.S. and Australian Opens in 2022. Won the Aussie Open uh, this past January. Uh, this other this other story from the world of tennis: Nick Kyrgios is not playing in the French Open. That's he suff- curious. Yeah, he suffered a foot injury while trying to thwart an armed robbery attempt at his home earlier this month in Australia. Apparently, cut his foot. His uh, mother was being held at gunpoint. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. His Tesla was stolen. They were able to track it down with a tracking device uh, in the car but yeah. so that is for stealing uh, a tesla is probably the dumbest thing you can ever do because it's it's a computer it's it's you know they they just collect data on everywhere and everything you are so but the hiding that's scary at gunpoint Whew. and if it, when i heard when yeah. i heard he hurt his foot and it was during a you know armed robbery you're like all right this sounds like sounds kind of like a windy Right, like oh, it was hell of a gunpoint. But then when his mom was involved, you're like, oh, that's this is a real thing. Yeah, yeah. NFL owners will update the uh, be updated on the process of the sale of the Commanders when they meet Sunday and Monday. But no official vote on the sale will take place again. That's likely to take place at some point this summer. Can I guess? It's a pretty quick vote. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's probably the. Wait, uh, so all the of case. our all of our franchises' value is going to go up, and Dan Snyder's out of the league. Guys, yeah. you didn't have to. You could have straw polled this one. 
this is a go. And Doug, at Oak Hill, PGA Championship, Bryson DeChambeau right now sitting alone atop the leaderboard. Round of uh, four under 66. Scotty Scheffler, the world number two, is one shot back. John Rahm, the world number one, is 10 back. He's six over after a round of 76. There was a stretch today where Rahm had five bogeys in a span of six Jeez. holes. Uh, birdied one. And uh, it was pretty much downhill uh, after that for John Rahm. Right now in a tie for 134th. Wow. And that's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. In the bonus podcast available at the top of the hour. I, I did want to say this. There's been a lot of hype about Victor Weminyama. and But we're, we're doing this. Well, you know, if he doesn't become better than Anthony Davison and Kevin Durant. And, like, stop it. Okay. There's been no more hype than LeBron, and he's lived up to it. Um, but a lot of it is his freakish size as well as his skill at a young age. That doesn't mean he becomes an all-time great. In the bonus podcast, we'll be up shortly. Doug Gottlieb Show. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i'm saleha mosin and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.